Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak, a geek news podcast. That's right. You have reached us, and we are loving, loving, loving all the support you guys are showing on social media, as well as through all the various podcast channels and the ways in which you listen to us. We appreciate you so much. You are hearing the voice of Shaf. That's me right now. That's me talking. Uh, I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona, but I could not do this podcast. I could not fully uh, satisfy the geek culture world without having my illustrious, handsome co-host. And I'm talking about the wonderful Wonder Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I am handsome. I'm handsome like a turd <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> you have two eyes, two ears, two balls. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys haven't guessed from our, our uh, impressions so far, today's episode is a doozy, okay? This is a, a real doozy. <laughs> we're trying something new out this episode. We've never done this before, but we're, we gave it a shot. And this was actually, this particular episode was something that was born out of a bet that Wonder Rob lost. So um, on social media, on our Facebook page, and if you haven't been to the Facebook page, you've got to because Wonder Rob does an amazing job on it. But um, uh, Wonder Rob accidentally talked about the weather. And that was something that was absolutely taboo on the podcast until he said it. So be, as punishment, we put it out on the, uh, the good old interwebs and uh, the masses decided and the mob said that based on the two possibilities of either watching a specific movie venom or posting a very embarrassing and inappropriate photo on social media they all wanted you to watch and sit through venom that is the worst punishment <laughs> according to social media so uh so we thought you know what i've already seen it i'll watch it again to refresh myself wonder rob is going to watch it for the very first time and we're going to talk about it so that's what this episode is about. But our show, just for those who are new and don't know a lot about us, we are your source for all things geek. We're talking about movies, TV, video games, comic books, you name it, we're going to talk about it. We always start our episodes with a fair amount of geek news to keep you, uh, uh, your appetite properly satiated. I don't know if that, is that a word? Satiated? Sure. Why not? Okay, cool. All right. So it's a word. So, um, uh, we're going to definitely provide you with all the stuff you need to know. That way we can go back to work. You can go and talk to your coworkers and you're going to fill them all in with all the stuff 
that they didn't know. And now you know, and now that makes you cooler than them. And that's how you build more friends. So we're basically helping you become more popular in the process. So that's really cool. Um, but uh, definitely, we, we love, love, love all the attention uh, and all the uh, uh, likes and comments and follows and stuff that we've been seeing over the past few weeks. Please keep it coming. Uh, uh, we, we adore you. We adore you. Now, um, one thing I want to definitely remind you of is that we love to give shout outs on our podcast. And we do this because sometimes we get these reviews on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts and people just gush about us and we, we love it. So um, we want to give a certain person a shout out on this episode. Um, but we don't just give any old shout out. We don't just like say, hey, thanks for the review. No, 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 no. We want you to have a good time when you're listening to us on this podcast. And that means that... When we talk about reviews, we sexify them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we want you while you're driving to start to get a little uncomfortable. We want those pants to get a little tight. We want the skirt to just, uh, I don't know, get a little bit not tight. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't know what actually, happens never, with skirts. Uh, <laughs> we've never. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we want we want you to feel things in your nether regions, and the only way we can do that best is with our voices. Oh yeah. So um, this is no exception. This episode is going to feature a very sexified review and shout out. But I'm not going to do that because if I read the review, you guys would just cream your jeans and it would be all over. Wonder Rob has a nice way to sort of like give you that slow burn, if you know what I'm saying. He'll he'll bring you there, but it's going to take a little bit of time because he's going to play. He's going to play with you a little. <laughs> so, so with that in mind, I've, I've I've built up Wonder Rob big time here, and um, Wonder Rob, who are we sh- giving a shout out to? Oh man, you shouldn't have built me up. It's going to be a disappointment, <laughs> <laughs> just like all the other ladies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. This week, we've got a... Wait, hold on. Cue the sexy music shop now. Okay. This week, a very special user, Arizona Jedi, is giving a sexy shout-out. Arizona Jedi says, five stars. It means no worries for the rest of your day. It's our problem-free podcastery. Oh, <laughs> Hakuna Maraba, <laughs> a five out of five. <laughs> oh shit! I like to do a little kiss at the end. Ooh, ooh. Make you feel like you're important. <laughs> Thank you, Arizona Jedi, for that thoughtful and, might I say, uh, nicely punned review. I'll take it. I'll take it. As a matter of fact, if anybody else wants to throw my name in the review as a pun, I'm totally fine with it because yeah. nothing gets me off more than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to say, I feel a little left out. By this review, I mean, not my name was not thrown in there in any way, Hold shape, on. or form. What the hell is he? Let me look at it again. Let me look at it again. Um, it's our 
It's a problem-free podcastery. Hakuna Maraba. Nope, no shaft. No shaft. A five. Out of five. five. <laughs> well, anyways, even if you didn't mention me, it's okay, Arizona Jedi. We appreciate you. We really do. And we appreciate all reviews. So if you want to hear your review sexified, then all you got to do is one thing. You got to subscribe. And then you got to rate and review us. It's as easy as that. So, so easy. So, so easy. easy. So, uh, Wonder Rob, before we get into the rest of the episode, yeah. we had to uh, um, we had to delay this episode recording. So we were gonna we normally record on Wednesday nights, and today it's, it's Thursday night. It is uh, August first, and um, um, we unfortunately had to delay this episode. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Wonder Rob. <laughs> I don't even know. I'll what tell you. you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, shop, and I'll tell them too. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the real reason. A little later in the show, okay. When uh, when we get to our main topic, but I will admit right now, 100, this episode has been delayed because of me and something that I let happen to me. <laughs> Like I willingly let it happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. It was, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. But when we get to a main subject, Venom, Venom, Venom. Oh, that song is so bad. That song that is song so, is bad. so I have, bad. I have notes on that song. Uh, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to <laughs> it. But when we when we talk about Venom, I'll let you you guys in on the reason why this episode had to be delayed. But you're right, Shaf, we usually put our episodes out on Thursday. This one's going to be out on a Friday, but it'll be worth the wait. (laughs) All right, all right. So, uh, Wonder Rob, now one other thing I wanted to get into, because you were talking about it earlier today, we have this app called Voxer. It's like a walkie-talkie app. It's how we we bounce all our ideas off each other. And you were talking to me about this game you're playing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right, 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 right. So it's an older game. Uh, it's been out for a little bit, but as everybody uh, may know, or at least the lawyer, excuse me, loyal listeners of the show may know, I, I plowed through Red Dead Redemption. It only took me eight months because uh, <laughs> I love the game so much. I, I absolutely went ape in Red Dead Redemption. And then from there, I circled back, finished up Spider-Man. Uh, I'd already finished the campaign, but I never got into the DLC, so I finished up the DLC. But now... I was sitting there and I was like, I have no games. I mean, I have games. I have a pile of games right here. But you know how it is, Shaf. You got all these games and you're like, I don't want to play those. <laughs> I want to yeah, You got to wait for inspiration to strike. It's got to be the right mood, the right time, everything. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I did some hunting around and I came across a game that's been out for a while. So this might not be a surprise to some of you out there, but I, play, I started uh, Alien Isolation. Okay, on the PlayStation Four, uh, not did not turn on my Xbox, uh, did not dust off my Switch, just the PlayStation Four. So, uh, Alien Isolation, just real quick, you are the daughter of Ripley from the Alien franchise, and believe I'm it or not, not, believe it or not, Ripley, you guys, I get it, Shaw. Uh-huh. 
Um, I'm not going to get too, too, too into the game because we uh, do have a limited amount of time. Or at least we try to keep our episodes under a buck 45, <laughs> but it doesn't always work. <laughs> so uh, ultimately, you know, you're, you're a lone survivor on this spaceship. Uh, of course, you run into survivors here and there. Um, but mainly you're uh, alone in this game. It's a first person game. You don't really have any weapons and you have an alien or the alien from aliens pretty much hunting you down, uh, randomly spawning, just coming after you at all times. So the, the neat part about this game is that when I started it up, of course I have the, uh, the PlayStation VR. So I have the camera hooked up and all that it gave me an option. It said, do you want uh, head tracking for this game? So essentially, you know, if I'm ducking behind a box or something like that and I need to peek out, I can tilt my head and the camera will register it like I'm peeking out. Oh, I love when I get my head tracked. This guy. <laughs> the filthy review was earlier, Sean. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I'm always late to the party. <laughs> oh, boy. So I've heard. All right. So... Um, <laughs> So I said, yeah, cool, neat, I'll, I'll turn it on. And then it gave me a different option. It said, do you want to use the uh, the built-in microphone? Essentially, it can detect sound within the room that you're playing in. And, you know, when when enemies or the alien is around or other survivors that aren't friendly are around, you have to be quiet in the room. Otherwise, it'll the game will sense you, essentially. So... Long story short, I'm, I'm still, I'm not terribly far into the game yet, but I will say, Shoff, that turning on the sound feature has uh, pretty much, uh, for lack of a better word, fucked me. Uh, <laughs> again, we're not doing the dirty reviews. Uh, I mean, screwed me because I have a baby <laughs> who loves to talk. He goes, bad, 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 bad. And so <laughs> I forgot that I had this feature on. And so like, I'll let him in my office because I play I play games in my office. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll put him in this little bouncer. I'll give him a toy or something. And he's totally fine. I mean, he's rolling around. He's sitting up. He's playing. But he's mostly quiet when he's, like, focused on something. So, like, I'm in this very tense situation. Uh, there there are these survivors on the ship. They, they're, like, kill anybody you see. And I have to go run into this room, turn off a generator, and try to distract them without getting caught. And I know for a fact the sound works because I've tested it. I've seen bad guys and go, I went, Hey, <laughs> and they've all turned around and come after me. So it works. And so I'm in this very tense situation. I've tried three or four times to beat it. And I just can't, I'm like, these people keep finding me. Finally. I'm like, perfect. I found, I figured out the way long story short. I'm just about to beat it. And my baby goes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And I died. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, Lincoln. <laughs> and he looked at me with this big smile. He's like, what the? You see my toy? <laughs> it's pretty good. I put it in my mouth. <laughs> um, so long story short, if you're going to play this uh, deeply tense single player first person shooter game that really relies on stealth and uh, you're cunning, don't play it with a baby in the room. Yeah, because <laughs> you will get screwed. And the thing about it is, you can. It doesn't automatically save your game. There are save points, like old old school Resident Evil style, where you had to like go to the typewriter. Oh, I hated that part about Resident Evil. But like they do it 
to make it more tense in the game, you know, because the, the alien can really just come out anytime because it's always hunting you. So it just depends on where you're at in the game, you know? So it makes it more tense. And so of course the last save that I did after that point was like miles away. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, Lincoln, Lincoln, you're lucky. I love you. I love you. It's like, Hey babe, can you watch the, can you watch the boy, please? <laughs> is the uh, game is the game? I don't, I don't want to say open world because obviously you're on a spaceship. No, but it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite of open world. It's very linear. Uh, well, I take that back. I can go around and and you know run around on the ship, but it's like Metroid, I guess is the way, or or old school Doom because like I'll I'll run into like I'm on a spaceship. Okay, so like there's a docking bay and there's like five doors and th- three of the doors will say. Uh, you need um, this sort of flare to open this door. And then you need this item to open this door. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's open world in the sense that like I can go and do whatever I want, but it's not open world like Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption. But it's not like a randomly generated hallway. Like it, it's a, the, the, there's like a map to the ship uh, that you do follow. Like if yeah. you had, if you had access to the entire ship, nothing about it would change from time to time. So you could kind of memorize pathways to get from one spot to another right yeah and there's a lot of going back and forth because you again you have to get these items you have to head back um i'll go into certain rooms and it'll be like three or four areas where i can hide in the room and i've never been there before and i'll be like oh i gotta remember this <laughs> where i can hide because <laughs> sometimes like you'll just be sitting there for like minutes while the alien is around and then it finally leaves and you're like okay go 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 um it's like I said, it's a fun game. I'm sure it's what I'm describing isn't new to anybody because it's been out for a little bit now, but it's new to me. And I'm Do they have a multiplayer stuff. mode? Because it would be fun to play the alien while like someone else is playing, like just you know, trying to get through whatever. So like you are actually able to then hunt down be, your friends. That'd be pretty rad, like Le- uh, Left for Dead style. Yeah, exactly. Um, as far as I'm as far as I know. No, it doesn't. But I also haven't looked because I'm more of a single player guy. You know me, Shaw. It's true. But if if uh, if we could play a little bit of that, I'd be the alien to your, uh, you know, ship survivor. <laughs> of course, because I can't do anything about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you would. You'd have some Taco Bell, and then you'd let off a little toot, and I'd be. I'd come running. Heard <laughs> that fart? Know where you're at? <laughs> just like real life it's like our calling card it's like uh it's like in uh an american tale when uh, they're both looking at the moon and they're singing it's yes. like a fart and you're like i'm, I'm smelling the same fart robs <laughs> <this morning." laughs> oh my god let's write that down for the show notes yeah let's write that down for those show notes <laughs> all, right. all right well with that i think it's time for some of that geek news geek Okay, okay. So we got a, a pretty hefty geek news segment. There's a lot to talk about. Some of the stuff is not like super long. And we're only going to kind of briefly gloss over it because we want there to be some surprises for you along the way too. But Wonder Rob, I want you to start because I'm, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling gracious uh, and a gracious host today. So Wonder Rob, you pick your favorite article and you go first. Okay, hold on. I was still writing it down. Looking at the moon, but farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in the show notes. That's going in the old best of when we have to do a clip show one of these days. Yes. (laughs) 
idea like that. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're right. There were uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of geek news this week. Um, where to start? You know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the smaller one. It will work our way up. Uh, okay. All this right. one. This one is about somebody that's near and dear to our hearts, Shaw. And I could uh, probably safely assume near and dear to a lot of our listeners' hearts or uh, uh, my mom. Shout out to my mom because she told me she listens to this. <laughs> um, Wonder Mom. She said, she said to me, I really get a kick out of when you say, hi, mom. <laughs> so I might just do an episode now just to stay on her good side. Well, just in case my mom's me. listening. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Shaf's mom. She's not listening. Uh, <laughs> okay, so my mom probably doesn't really listen. Although she she actually does call out things. She's like, "Remember when you said this? That was interesting." <laughs> Remember that time things, you mom? cussed over and over again? That's how real her. people speak. I don't cuss in front of her, so I keep it real. I do that for her benefit. That's right. Um. <clears throat> anyway, I need to get a whole, off on a whole sidetrack about my mom. Let me get into the story, and my mom can enjoy it. My mom, mom, get ready. This one's for you, Bruce Campbell better known as Autolycus uh, from Hercules or Xena. Fame, better known. Or, <laughs> uh, or maybe Ash from Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell is not a fan of superhero movies, Shaf. This was a surprise to me. This was a surprise to me because, well, in the article, it really sounds more like he's not a fan of Batman versus Superman <laughs> more than anything. But generally speaking, Bruce Campbell, again, better known for his portrayal as Ash in The Evil Dead, um, had a he had an interview with io9 where essentially he discussed, you know, Ash and a bunch of other things, but he did let this slip. Now, I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. Now, I'm reading verbatim here. Bruce Campbell said, but these guys who have this special superhero power, to me, that's Snoresville. If you don't have kryptonite, then... Batman versus Superman, stupid, stupid, stupid concept. Never should have been made. Superman who can like make the world go backwards with centrifugal force. (laughs) So that was just part one. Yeah, he continues. He continues. He's got a lot to say. He continues. Like he went on off on a whole thing. He continued to say, Batman can't do that. Superman can freaking fly. He's the man of steel. All he has one hand on Batman's esophagus, the story's over. So they spent a lot of money kidding themselves. Woo. <laughs> Woo. That is mad, Shaw, but he does have a point. Yeah. At least the Superman versus Batman movie. Yes. Uh, which, lucky for us, we didn't have a podcast or we did not start Geek, so to speak, when that movie was out. I remember being so disappointed in that because it, it seemed like forever. <laughs> like from the announcement to when the movie came out, yeah, it's like three years, which is way, way, way long. Like I remember, I was in, um, I was in a musical rehearsal. I was in Greece, and there was a guy uh, who you know, Shaf. Uh, I'm almost positive you're friends with Matt Crosby. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know him. He's a he's a funny guy. You know, he's a, yeah. a local actor in Arizona. He's been in uh, some commercials and stuff like that. Um, maybe, maybe nationwide commercials. I don't know. Um, but anyway, he's, he, this guy was like the biggest Superman and Batman fan. This guy would c- come to rehearsal every day with a Batman t-shirt, every day with a Superman, <laughs> like 
if I, and he would talk to me about about you know Batman and Superman. That's like what like our common thread was. He found out that I was really into comics, and so that's how he like opened himself up to me. Um, that and I would laugh at all his jokes because I think he's pretty funny. So he would like really eat it up. So I, I remember telling him, "Hey, they just announced because it was during Comic Con. They're making a Batman Superman movie, and they cast." Ben Affleck is Batman. And he was like, you fucking shitting me? Like he was so, like he didn't believe me. He's like, no, 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 that's not real. And I was like, it's real. <laughs> it's so real. <laughs> so I remember how excited he got when I told him the news. And then I couldn't help but remember that when I saw Batman versus Superman in theater and walking out of there and I was like, man, I bet Matt Crosby is so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know he was just waiting for this moment. Finally, a Batman versus Superman movie. And it was terrible. I just have to say this about BVS. So it is, it it is a, a a not so great movie, Um, but it is nowhere near as bad as justice league was. And if you are going to watch BVS, the only way to watch it is the ultimate version, which came out after the fact. Uh, the movie got re-released, so you could see it that way. It also um, was available on um, Blu-ray that way and all that stuff. I have the ultimate version. That is the only way to watch it. It is far more enjoyable. It's, it, there's more details that help sort of fill in the plot holes. Um, not all of them, but some of them. And um, and it just makes it a more enjoyable flick. So after watching it that way, I don't hate it anywhere near as much. It's probably one of my favorite DCEU movies. One of my favorites. Wonder Woman is definitely interesting. Yeah, Wonder Woman's still at the top so yeah. for me. Um, but anyway, I digest. <laughs> so uh, Bruce Campbell continued um, essentially going into the loss of originality within superhero films. This is what he continued on to say. Stop rinsing these superheroes, he exclaimed. I like that they wrote, he exclaimed. (laughs) By the time we get through, they're all going to have the same color hair. They're all going to do the same stuff. What's unusual about them? Okay, Scarlett Johansson, here's your mark on the floor. We already filmed all the other people. We already put them here. So you have to be here because that's where your place is on the storyboard. 286-9 286-9 that we're shooting in Iceland in the Saturday afternoon. He got really specific. <laughs> but 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 he saved it all at the very end. His closing comment, I'm good. I'm going back to low budget movies on sci-fi channel. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Bruce. Spewing some hate. It's okay. I don't I see, I like Bruce Campbell a lot. Uh so I'm gonna give him a pass on this. Uh, fair enough. It's, it's it's fair enough, but it's funny. Like if any other actor, like James Cameron, or well, James Cameron is a director, but James Cameron also came out and was like, "Superhero movies, they're old. Uh, people are tired of them." And you and I came out spitting fire, like James Cameron Avatar sucks. <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> made a good Terminator since Terminator Two. <laughs> uh, but Bruce Campbell, we're like, that's fine. He's allowed his opinion. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> anyway that's that bruce campbell has made his piece on superhero films uh probably because he never got to play mysterio in spider-man 4 i think he's just he's harboring a little yeah, he's a little butthurt about it that's okay bruce still love you so uh, i think we should probably keep in line with the dc 
conversations Mm -hmm. and uh, move on to the next news article, which is um, all about Ben Affleck. Actually, we were just talking about Batfleck a moment ago Um, up until Matt Reeves was named the director slash writer of this upcoming Batman movie, which has Mm -hmm. um, uh, Battenson (laughs) as the uh, upcoming Batman. Uh, Ben Affleck was was the film. Yes, hold sir. on, hold on, hold on. I'm really curious. Uh, have you has your opinion on Robert Pattinson, Rotten Patton, uh, has it lightened up since this announcement was made, or are you still are you still burning? No, burning. I'm not burning anymore. I I think I think I've calmed down considerably. Honestly, after seeing him, uh, at least like a, a movie still of him in this like lighthouse movie that just came out or is about to come out with Willem Dafoe. He's got this like handlebar mustache. It seems like he's pretty malleable. And I mean, in the sense that he can transform and be whatever he needs to be for whatever movie he does. So in that sense, my hope is that he can bring that level of, of um, flexibility and uh, become the Bruce Wayne that we need, uh, that maybe we haven't seen something interesting, something new, uh, and then be the Batman that uh, that we know and love, but also you know bring that into and make it something different. Something they they keep saying they're going to go more detective, make it more detective. Then you know it's like uh, I would actually really, really, really like to see that this Batman movie is black and white. I would love it to be full on noir. Wow, could you imagine if they went that route? There'd be so many mad people, yeah. but it would be like so many happy people. It, I would love if it were stylized like that. That would just be make it so cool. And it was you would just know you're going into this is a noir trilogy. Like it's going to be looking like this. We're going to sort of harness the 1920s, 1930s cinema and make it happen. Like that would be amazing to me. So anyways, but moving on. So uh, Ben Affleck was originally uh, attached to this movie and he, he kept kind of going on record. He was saying things like, you know, I just couldn't crack it. Uh, there was a script. I didn't love it. Um, and uh, in the end, he ended up backing out and, uh, and stopped his work on it. And that's when Matt Reeves took over. But just recently in the news, uh, some more details related to what that Batman movie that Ben Affleck was working on what was going to be the focus of it. And a lot of it was going to have to do with uh, Arkham Asylum, actually, which is a really awesome uh, setting and tone for a movie. Um, obviously, we've had a slew of vi- four four video games that are related to the Arkham series, right? So, yeah. um, I mean, the, plenty of, of great stuff to mine within that. I love the whole Arkham Asylum concept that all of Gotham's worst um, and craziest people all exist in the same area, cell by cell. And, you know, it's just a Batman has so many rogues to pick from. So it's such a great place to put them all and uh, come back to them later if you need to without having to kill them. Like you shouldn't have to kill all the villains every single time. Like they should still be yeah. around. So it's a great place to kind of just like put them. Um, it's Mr. Freeze's on ice. <laughs> ice to meet you, Batman. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The they ice age. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. Uh, a friend John at work will appreciate this moment of Schwarzenegger, uh, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill, everybody. Chill. Hold on. Wouldn't it be funny if I if I told Batman to chill? <laughs> Let's do one take where I say it. Yeah. Let's, do, 
let's do one take where I'm not eating battery acid from my costume. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed in that movie. Uh, that was the just a little side trivia. <laughs> Batman and Robin was the very, very, very first movie I ever saw when I moved to Arizona. Uh, it was the AMC 24. You know that theater shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, you live a, a little west of that. But I remember going in it and being like, all right, Batman versus Robin. This is going to be so good. It was like 14. <laughs> and as soon as ice skates popped out of Batman and Robin's boots, I was like, oh, man. Oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was 14. Like, from 14-year-old to be like, this Batman movie's terrible. Yeah, that's not good. That's how bad the movie is. <laughs> and there were no nips. Everybody had bat nips but Batgirl. I mean, come on. 14-year-old me was upset. That's right. That's right. And that was when Alicia Silverstone was like the it girl. So, as if. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, right? <laughs> that movie was such a Monet. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, so Ben Affleck's version of this movie um, would actually have delved into the darker side of Batman. It would have uh, sort of addressed the insanity side of of Bruce Wayne. So um, they uh, went into detail on some aspects of this movie. And so I'm going to kind of read some stuff to you. Uh, and this guy by the name of Richardson, uh, Robert Richardson, was the cinematographer uh, that was, um, uh, was he attached to the script, right? Yeah. yeah, he was previously attached to it. But anyways, um, he said that Affleck was going to go more into the insanity aspects. So when you think, so uh, so I think you would have seen something a little darker than what we've seen in the past and more into the individual who was inside Batman. What element may be sane and what elements may actually not be sane. So he would be entering into a little more of the Arkham uh, Asylum, as you know. Uh, and he's going to go where they keep everyone who's bad, everyone that's, that's shifted and Batman. And so this whole aspect of it was going to be sort of a fascinating go-to into the darker side of Batman and, and the insanity of Bruce Wayne. So um, concept sounds cool. Uh, It does sound like there's not a whole lot of, of thorough thought on the matter. So it really just kind of seemed like a shot in the dark. I don't know how much work was done on it. It said there was a script, but I guess we'll probably never see that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of talk about how the script was not loved, (laughs) not a very popular script. I mean, of course, well, they admitted or Ben Affleck admitted, you know, they couldn't crack the code or whatever to make a good good script. Um, I'm really sad. And maybe it's just like a cheap suggestion or like a cheap idea. But I mean, like even adapting the Arkham game story, just the Arkham Asylum video game story into a movie would be awesome. Yeah. In my opinion, uh, just perfect. Like Batman isolated in Arkham Asylum, uh, you know, dodging his foes left and right while he's trying to uncover a greater mystery. Like it'd be so good. And I think it would make all the money, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. A DC, um, at least, for now, don't exactly have a, a great reputation on putting quality movies out. So I think it's probably good that they were like, well, we recognize that this isn't good. So <laughs> yeah. let's move on. 
Now, um, that's kind of, I think that's all, yep, that's all the DC news that we have for you, but we do have plenty of Marvel news. But before oh, we get to the yeah. Marvel stuff, let's talk briefly about Game of Thrones. Now, Wonder Rob is, uh, he's not caught up on Game of Thrones, so this is not uh, going to make yeah. sense. That's okay. But um, briefly, I want to talk about an article that just came out uh, on uh, comicbook.com. Uh, and it has to do with the finale script. So that was recently revealed uh, to fans. And uh, there's a special scene that takes place. Uh, and for those that um, recall, and by the way, spoilers for this news article that don't know, um, but if you um, are caught up on Game of Thrones, then you know that there's a scene that takes place between Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen in the throne room. And uh, Drogon is there, and Drogon, of course, being... Uh, Danny's dragon, um, he basically lays waste to that entire room and uh, and destroys the Iron Throne in the process. Now, when we saw this transpire in the episode, there was kind of an understanding where it kind of seemed like Drogon was acting intelligently. That you know, if if Danny couldn't have the throne, then no one would, and so he burned it and melted it to the ground. But as we find out in the actual script, it really wasn't that at all. So the script sort of um, details the the transaction. I'm sorry, the transaction details the the exchange between those two characters, and it's really more or less that Drogon just wants to burn the world, and the Iron Throne just happened to be in his path, and so like a dumb bystander just gets caught up in the flames. Um. To me, that is such a fucking cop-out. And honestly, um, for those of us that were really bothered by Game of Thrones' final season, or final seasons, because they kept kind of getting making things happen too fast, um, that is just another slap in the face. That not even the, the, the dragon was like smart in that moment. No, they're just going to basically say that he didn't actually know what he was doing. He just destroyed everything that was around there. And then the, the iron throne went down. The sim, the symbolism of the iron throne being destroyed meant so much more when we didn't know this dumb fucking detail on the script. So thank you game of Thrones people for really continuing to show your true hand and your true colors of being idiots. Thank you. (laughs) Stupid game of Thrones, more like game of Pones. Pwned. <laughs> Pwned. I tried to I tried to be like real quick and on the fly <laughs> with a with a nice fun, but I've never seen Game of Thrones. I'd be like, Game of Hold the Hold the Door. Hodor. <laughs> That's a thing, right? I drink and I know things. You know that um, you know a few things. Um and all the dudes got their wieners out. <laughs> i heard there's a lot of full frontal nudity <laughs> on that show regardless of gender uh, it's true it's true well, yeah there were there was a lot more earlier on as the show progressed towards the later seasons there were a heck of a lot less boobs on on the tube so did you ever see that episode of south park um where they had uh, george rr R. martin on it and every time he would walk on the, uh, the scene the Game of Thrones theme would play, but it would say, party, wiener party, wiener party, floppy <laughs> wiener, wiener party, floppy wiener. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen that, but now I want to. 
It's a deep cut. That's from like six years ago. <laughs> oh man. One of these days I'll get to Game of Thrones. One of these funny. days. Yeah, it's worth it for all the dicks. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So, 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 so I want to touch this real briefly, Wonder Rob, and then uh, I totally give you the floor. Okay. So um, in an effort to keep the the pureness, the purity of Game of um, Game of Thrones and the purity of Avengers Endgame's recent digital release. I love when I get that digital release. Huh. Um, <laughs> in addition to the digital release, as well as the upcoming DVD slash Blu-ray release, which will be in a, about two weeks, um, Marvel actually, of course, whenever they put out these movies, there's always the, the gag reel, there's special features, deleted scenes, alternate endings, whatever else. And perhaps the creme de la creme, the pièce de résistance, the commentary track. And frequently for these MCU movies, there's a lot of tasty little nuggets of information that get released in these commentary tracks. Now, Endgame being no exception, uh, in lots of news articles lately, um, the those that have listened to it have gone on and written articles and and posted all the 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 remaining mysteries solved as a result of the commentary track. Now we're not going to go ahead and spoil any of these mysteries for you because you need to keep on supporting Avengers Endgame. So you need to go out and buy yourself a copy on digital, or you need to go out and buy yourself a, a Blu-ray slash DVD, or you need to buy both and then buy a bunch more for Christmas gifts. You got to plan ahead okay? <laughs> um, and, uh, and watch it for yourself and listen. Cause honestly um, I didn't even really, ever get into commentary tracks until wonder rob introduced me to commentary tracks and wonder rob i know you love commentary tracks oh yes 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 especially with these marvel movies because uh you get all these tasty little tidbits these little morsels these little nuggets of just you know trivia behind the scenes or what they were really going for or how they changed something or a, a, a fact that leads into why a character did this or that and it just it makes the the experience that much more fuller, I guess, is the the way to do it. More fuller. That's how it goes. Um, so, well, yeah. I think it's really cool that, I mean, wh- where else would you be able to get the Russo brothers and then the writers in the room at the same time? Like, you'd have to be part of the crew in that inside, like, click to even get access to that kind of, of conversation. And now you're just, oh, yeah. it's like, they're sitting in the room with, with you, watching the only thing i have a tough time with on the commentary tracks is i still want to watch the movie and i can't hear the movie well enough you know <laughs> oh yeah like you just you've got to be ready to sit down for a commentary track but you're right with those features i mean they're really good like in the infinity war uh release last year they had this roundtable discussion with all the directors of past mcu movies so like the Russo brothers, Taika Watiti, James Gunn, uh, which was filmed before he was fired, but the DVD came out or the Blu-ray came out when he was fired before he was rehired. So it was kind of sad <laughs> to, to watch uh, Peyton Reed um, and a couple others, but like them all sitting at a table discussing the MCU as a whole, which was super duper interesting. That is cool. Um, so like that, there's lots and lots of good stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding off. I haven't bought the the digital release. I'm holding off on the the Blu-ray because usually nine times out of ten, the Blu-ray comes with the physical and digital. Yes, so I, I want both. Is what I want. 
That's so I'm, right. I'm steering myself away from the news uh, released within the commentary track, the nuggets, because I want to, I want to go in and I want to, I just want to experience it. I want to hear it from the, the people that made the movie, not from an article, not from secondhand, uh, which is why we're not talking about what was said. <laughs> it's all my fault. You guys, <laughs> the first rule of commentary track articles is you don't talk about commentary tracks. That that should be a rule. Let's let's start a club. That's right, a commentary track club. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's move on, Shaf. Um, I'll, I'll let me hit you with a little bit more marble news. Okay, so it was uh, uh, our last episode, last week's episode, of course, covered uh, San Diego Comic Con 2019. Uh, Mainly, the big chunk of it was Marvel's Hall H, where they released all their movies and TV shows, or limited series, whatever you want to call them, or event. They're actually called event series, um, which I think is a cool name, because it doesn't really imply that there's going to be more than one season. It's like an event, you know what I mean? Oh, I dig um, it. But anyway, so they announced their whole slate for the next two years, and of course, one of the shows on there is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Well, some news came out from uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man Beyond. Uh, do you ever listen to Fat Man Beyond? No, I haven't. It's it's an interesting podcast. I mean, it's pretty much uh, Kevin Smith just talking about stuff. He's like, <laughs> oh, I would totally have sex with that person. Pretty much. <laughs> or how I... I watched this and I cried. Or did you know I almost had a heart attack and died? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every other word is heart attack. <laughs> but I say this with love because I I I like Kevin Smith. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. I don't dislike Kevin Smith. Um, I mostly prefer his View as Universe movies, um, which Shaf and I. Uh, we'll get more into that when James Hunt and Bob Reboot comes out because I know Shaf has some different opinions. Uh, uh, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We won't do it here. We only have we only have 90 minutes. So <laughs> ultimately what happened was on uh, the most recent episode of Fat Man Beyond, which is hosted by Kevin Smith and co-hosted by Mark Bernardin. Uh, at least I think that's how you say his name. Now, that's that being said, I'd listen to Fat Man Beyond regularly but to me it always sounds like they say his name is bernard like i i must mishear it uh bernardin anyway mark bernardin they they catch up and so mark bernardin uh he's a writer so he writes on a, on a lot of uh current things that you've seen um but ultimately he sat down mark bernardin and he had the, the skinny, the scoop on this. So Smith wondered if Falcon would become Captain America in the new show. And Bernardin confirmed, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. Like I said, I always thought it was Bernard. Uh, but Bernardin said, that I think is the crux of what the show's going to be. The government doesn't want Sam Wilson to be Captain America. Interesting, Shaf. Now, before, let's, we'll circle back. Racist government? Pretty much, I think, if that's where it's headed. Well, I mean, that's a pretty accurate government uh, depiction, Ooh, that I would say. You could say this show, Geek So To Speak, leans a little left. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Bernard goes on to say that he read this information, but doesn't say where. Um, but, of course, as a writer in Hollywood, it's possible for him to get a glimpse of a script or treatment or or something along those lines. So he's he's not like the website we got this covered where they just make up news uh to get to get a, a click 
like he's, he's got a little bit of a credibility here. And so I actually really like that premise uh, of the government not really wanting to pass on the mantle to somebody. Um, it, to me, it falls back in line with more of the Civil War storyline from the movies, uh, which also makes sense considering the bad guy we're getting, mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier, uh, Baron Zemo. Um, but that, that sounds like a really interesting premise for uh, an event series. What do you think? Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. And I, I love the fact that Baron Zemo is coming back. And I love that in the uh, um, the video where he sort of like made his debut known on at, at San Diego Comic-Con, he put on the freaking mask, the purple mask. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to see like a more comic accurate costume for him this time around. And of course, we're going to see Sam Wilson in his Captain America gear. I'm super excited for this. I, I actually have never really been a huge Falcon fan mm-hmm. um, for the MCU. I don't know why. I, I just, maybe it's because I prefer super powered people versus those that don't have powers. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I've, for the I've most thought- part. I mean, I loved Iron Man and Iron Man didn't have any powers. He was just, you know, super smart and and super wealthy and, and you know, um, yeah. And amazing suits. But he but makes like, up for it. He makes up yeah. for it with the suit. So like it, it works. Yeah. So with Sam Wilson, like, obviously he's got this crazy flying apparatus that he uses and stuff. But at the end of the day, he's just shooting Uzis. Like, you know, like, yeah. he's, he's, love he's just flying with Uzis. Like, I, I just, he, he bores me a little bit in that regard. So I'm excited to see what he does as Captain America because it could be what I need him to be in order to be more interesting for me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely like not against him being Captain America. I know it's comic book accurate that he would become uh, Captain America at some point. So I'm totally on board with it and I'm excited for what the development his character will get. Mm-hmm. But I just hope it makes him more interesting because he's by far. He's I mean, just he's, a normal guy. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not pulling a helicopter with one arm while he's holding onto the helicopter pad <laughs> right. together, like Captain America. <laughs> like he's not doing that. Like, ah, my wrist. Oh, <laughs> I should have stretched. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it makes sense that Bucky should be Captain America. Cause at least he's a super soldier, but I mean, I'm sure the the show is going to touch on it. I mean, all we can do is speculate at this point, but I don't dislike the idea of Falcon being Captain America. But I can see where you're coming from because, I mean, he's he's been a side character uh, in these movies. They haven't really done like a whole lot of a, or whole character arc with them, really, or like a lot of character development. So like, this is the chance to like really sort of dig into Falcon and Bucky. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Heck of a lot more than I'm looking forward to Hawkeye. What if we get a more comic book accurate Bucky Barnes outfit? Because one thing we really never got to see was the Captain America and Bucky Barnes duo that the comic books always had, you know, like he was always like the sidekick, like Robin, you know? Um, And we never really saw that, that formation. Obviously they were best friends, but it never really came across like Captain America and his sidekick. So now with the Falcon becoming Captain America and his relation, uh, relation, whatever you want to call his friendship. Relationship. His, you know, his ship. Um, you forget that word? <laughs> I don't like you forgot the word relationship. It kind of did sound like I forgot that word. I'm um, writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> Not my strongest moment. 
<laughs> Thanks for uh, not glossing over it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I wanted to finish it for you, but you were having such a hard time. Uh, I'm taking applications for a new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I totally forget what I was saying and it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Let's move on. One more story, Shav. Yes. I'll let you take one. All right. All right. So um, this is actually very fitting uh, and timely because we're going to be talking about Venom here in just a moment. But um, for those that were excited about Venom uh, and were excited about the potential for a sequel, uh, Venom 2 is definitely in the works. And Tom Hardy may have just confirmed who's directing Venom 2. And uh, it's somebody who's uh, a pretty big deal in the motion capture world. And he's also definitely been in the MCU. We've seen him in uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, he is no stranger to little dots on his face and balls on his body. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis is currently uh, the potential frontrunner to direct this movie, Venom 2, which I'm actually, that puts a lot more um, heft in the movie itself for me because he's so great at performance capture and Venom being sort of like a character that requires it. I, I think that he would understand how to create a believable character or a convincing character, a compelling character. Um, and I think that that would be fun. Now, this information, it was sort of hinted at or, or leaked by Tom Hardy and then quickly it was deleted. So, um, Basically, Tom Hardy posted a picture of Andy Serkis on his Instagram, and then it was immediately taken down. So could he have accidentally leaked some information about Andy being involved? We'll find out. I guess. Like, I, I would never pick Andy Serkis as a director. I looked up his directing credits just out of curiosity. He's directed three movies out of, like, the hundreds of movies that he's been in. Uh, he's only directed three. He directed a movie called Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Uh, which I'm only vaguely familiar with. He directed a TV movie called The Ruins of Empires and something called Breathe, uh, which I have never, ever heard of, uh, but it's a movie starring Andrew Garfield. Oh, I know what this movie is. Andrew Garfield, Claire Foy, uh, Hugh, Hugh Beneville. Um, it's a chick flick. <laughs> watch that. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited because I like Andy Serkis, but I'm, like also indifferent because I'm like, I don't know what this, what his movies are like, like <laughs> but you do bring up a good point. This guy does. I mean, he has a lot of experience in, in character and, and conveying character in a, I guess, unusual medium or a not straightforward medium, you know, cause it's all motion capture for the most part. Um, an interesting little side note, uh, before we started our podcast, I was looking up trivia on the movie Venom just out of curiosity to kill time before we started. Uh, on the IMDb page, one of the trivia bullet points for Venom is that they actually did not use motion capture for Venom. They they tried it and it didn't work based on how Venom's face is proportioned against a human's face and it just uh, didn't work. So they actually had to go in, Tom Hardy acting, and they sort of like keyframed it and an animated Venom over him rather than doing... Wow. Interesting. Well, a little a little piece of trivia. They probably got that off the commentary. They probably did. It all circles back. But <laughs> you know what? 
I mean, the anybody can make. I think anybody can do a better job. So, <laughs> any circus. Why not? I'm cool with it. I'm absolutely cool with it. <laughs> I'm cool That's with it totally too. fine. Now, all right, what we're going to do, that was our geek news. So we're going to take a short little break here because we want to make sure you know, you know where you can find us on social media. But when we come back, we will finally reveal to you something that we hinted at earlier, and that's why our episode recording got delayed. And it's, it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. That and Venom to come right after this. Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. I'm glad I got to say it. That's my little trademark thing. I love that. I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So Wonder Rob, our uh, listeners are just sitting on the edge of their seats. They want to know what happened. Okay. Here's the thing, guys. So uh, just a, a quick recap. So a few weeks ago, maybe like four episodes ago, I, I lost our ongoing bet. Uh, that we wouldn't mention the weather on the show, and I, I just let one slip. And so, just like we said at the beginning of the episode, we we let the listeners decide on our Facebook page what my punishment would be: uh, watching Venom or posting a nude. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> they picked Venom, um, or I guess thankfully. Uh, <laughs> so. We had we had a, to wait a little bit before I had, could cash in on my punishment, but finally the time has come. It's time for me to watch Venom. So, not uh, last night, which was Wednesday, uh, when we should have been recording. The night before Tuesday, I pushed it off as far as I really could. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch Venom. I, I found it for free via Amazon Prime you streaming. Asshole. Uh, which we'll let Shaf, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to why Shaf's mad about that in just a second. Uh, but ultimately, <laughs> um, because I have a Stars subscription, which I didn't know I had, uh, I guess I'm paying for Stars. <laughs> I've never noticed. Uh, or maybe it came bundled with the Amazon Prime. But anyway, long story short, I got it for free. So I sit down. I, I take my punishment like a man and I watch it. <laughs> uh, Immediately, immediately after the movie's over, I sat up from my, I've got like a leather uh, sort of uh, uh, recliner. Think think uh, Joey and Ross's, or excuse me, Joey and Chandler's chairs on Friends. Like I got okay. one of those in my office. Okay. So that's my, that's my sitting chair for when I'm playing video games or watching TV. So I, 
I get up, the movie finishes, I get through it, I sit up, and I'm like, man, I don't feel good. Do not feel good. So I walk out uh, into the living room where my wife is watching um, Shit's Creek on Netflix. She really likes that show. And I'm like, I don't feel good. It's like, I don't know what's what's really happening. And she's like, that's nice. Because <laughs> she was watching her show. I don't think she really heard what I was saying. Um, so, oh, sorry, I thought she just walked in right now. I was like, nothing, nothing, dear. So I love you. I love you. <laughs> um, so I, I like go back into my office. I could grab like a bottle of water. I go down, but like little by little, I'm just feeling worse and worse. And finally, uh, 10 o'clock rolls around and I just walk back out there. She's still watching her show. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go to bed. Uh, um, well, I came down with something that night because uh, I had the sweats. I threw up in the middle of the night. I had a terrible headache, sinus pressure, nausea. Uh, I was so sick that I actually called out of work because I didn't get any sleep and I felt terrible. First time I've called out of work in two years. Oh my gosh. Because uh, I just work. Uh, it's just I just work if I can. And it hit me when I was talking to you because I was like, Shaf, man, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to record the, the, the podcast tonight. I just feel terrible. I mean, maybe if I feel better tonight, like we'll still, we'll still go good, but I don't know. I don't just don't know, man. And then it hit me <laughs> like a ton of bricks, Shaf. I got sick immediately after Venom finished. <laughs> immediately. There is a correlation. Could, could Venom, the movie be the reason why I got sick, ill, so ill that I had to call out of work and I was throwing up and feeling terrible. I sent the boy away. I was like, so let him stay with his grandma. I'm sick. I can't watch him. Uh, Venom. Come on. <laughs> Venom. Ultimately, watching Venom caused me to get sick, which caused the delay of the podcast. So, so I don't know. I mean, should I get a lawyer? Do you think? Well, yeah. And I think there's definitely a lesson to be learned. And that lesson is don't talk about the fucking weather on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> or face the consequences oh, of watching man. a movie that makes you physically ill. I feel better now. <laughs> Let it be known. I feel tons better now. But man, I was down over the count. It was not a good day yesterday. And I absolutely 100% blame the movie Venom. <laughs> okay. Venom. So Venom. Now, Venom. Venom. Uh, uh, now you know. Now you know. And that's why this particular segment is tentatively called. And I say tentatively because we're actually going to make this something on, on Facebook to get other people's, uh, um, our fans, kind of get them in on the renaming of this. So for right now, we're going to call it Geek Movie Torture this week. And this week's movie is Venom. So we are going to be talking about Venom. We both watched it. Rob got to watch it for free. I had to pay $2.19. <laughs> um, and uh, that's not the only money that I ever spent on Venom. No, because I saw it in the theaters when it came out. So I paid probably a good $14, $15. So I'm in the hole for about $17 and change. While Wonder Rob uh, paid the price a different way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were going to review it originally when it came yeah. out, what, last summer, like this time last year. Yeah. I don't remember why we didn't, uh, but I know you saw it before I had a chance to, and ultimately you were like, 
I don't even want to talk about this movie. <laughs> you were so upset. Yeah. That you didn't even want to mention it. I think we did get like an in-passing review in the show. Or maybe it was a recap rap. <laughs> our defunct recap rap of feature. If it, if, you know, I'll have to look back. If it was, in fact, a recap rap, I will add it to this episode um, for our listeners to enjoy. Oh, and if it wasn't, um, then Shaf will make oh, fart sounds. Yes. And you can look forward to that at the end of... No, shop, 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 at the end. <laughs> I still have more. I still have more on deck. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> All right, so for those that really, you know, actually care about this um, and being spoiled about this movie, we're going to be getting into the plot of Venom. So if you don't want to be spoiled, um, <laughs> just yeah. press pause. I mean, I guess... I mean, the end. Why, why do you care? It's Venom. <laughs> Venom. Everybody's seen it. It's been out for a year already. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me just hit you with some stats real quick, Shaf, for Venom. So this movie was fairly successful when it came out. So it made $80 million on its opening weekend. Not bad. I mean, it's not like Spider-Man uh, Far From Home or anything or Avengers Endgame, but not bad um, for, you know, uh, uh, quote-unquote non-MCU movie. Uh, it domestically grossed $213 million and it made $856 million bucks worldwide, pretty much guaranteeing that we're going to get another Venom movie like we talked about before. Also, right now, as of today, August 1st, it, it's sitting pretty with a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> um, but with an 81% audience score. Interesting, Shaf. So critics hated it. Audiences felt... Really okay. enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Um, <laughs> before we get into the whole, like, going into, like, plot things and everything else, general impressions, Wonder Rob, what would you say? Okay, here's the thing. This movie made me sick. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to have a grudge against it. Against it, excuse me. That being said... It's not that this movie is terrible, per se. Like, the only movie I've ever seen where... It's actually two. Two movies where I got up and walked out of the theater were... One was Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> that was old. But that was young me. That movie imagine, came out in the theaters? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine how bad that movie would be if I walked out of a Leslie Nielsen movie, knowing exactly what a Leslie Nielsen movie is. Um, <laughs> and the, the second one was uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Or I think it was just called The Last Airbender. Um, I fell asleep during it. It was boring. And I, after a while, I just got up and left. So like those movies I would consider bad. I was like, turn it off. So... When I was watching Venom, I didn't feel the urge to like turn it off. It didn't feel like a chore like when we were watching Runaways. But it's dumb. <laughs> dumb, man. Like it, it does have like a few okay moments, but this movie's dumb. Yeah. This movie is dumb, you guys. It's dumb. <laughs> I think you said it best. I completely agree. It, it's it's the movie that it, it, one thing I said about it before, and I'll say it again. This movie, the way it's filmed and the way it's written, you'd swear it came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people say that about this movie. Uh, again, this movie's been up for a year now, uh, and I've been avoiding it, but I've heard I've heard people say that, you know, it feels like, you know, 2000, this movie's made in 2001, or like the same year, you know, X-Men came out, or something like that. And it it does, it does feel that way. Like, it's such a, 
it's like a non-plot almost or like well take it back there is a plot to this movie but there's not many bullet points it's like uh venom or the the symbiote comes to earth they do experiments on it It because eddie brock oh he uh, uses it to get into the life foundation Uh, another one fights him and kills it and the movie's over well, yeah, there's no emotional investment in any of the characters. Every single one of the characters is extremely one-dimensional. Um, and in doing so, you have no dynamic characters either. Nobody really goes through any, like, obviously there's some true transformations in the sense that Eddie and the symbiote achieve symbiosis and they become Venom and blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's no real growth <laughs> that any of the characters go through. You don't, like... And and the the fact that this movie really tries to paint Venom as an antihero, um, when there is no there, there's no antihero, yeah, <laughs> in this movie, there's none. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Now Venom is primarily a Spider-Man villain. Uh, everybody listening out there probably knows that. Even my mom. Hi, mom. She knows Venom is a Spider-Man villain only because I drilled it into her heads a hundred times when I was a child talking about Venom. She probably hated it. Um, This movie has little to no connection at all to Spider-Man. There's a a quick mention of astronaut Jameson at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. The only survivor of that, that ship. So uh, of course it's a J Jonah Jameson's son within the comic books uh, who also goes on to be a wolf man. Uh, so I guess maybe we'll see a Wolfman spinoff. Um, <laughs> Probably Sony's going to do that. With Sony, Sony, they're they're saying yes to everything right now. Um, <laughs> outside of that, I'm, uh, they they mentioned what was it? The Daily Globe. Oh, I'm I'm totally blanking on it. The 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 newspaper that Eddie goes to after he's fired um, was a it was a, a competitor to the to the Daily Bugle in the comics. Uh, something that doesn't come up very often, uh, but it was just like a very quick mention. Um, outside of that, like there, there's not really any connection to the Spider-Man comics. And so the, the thing with Venom or what makes Venom interesting is that he, he, he absorbs, you know, all of Peter Parker's memories, uh, all everything about Peter Parker and even some of Spider-Man's skills. And then, puts that onto Eddie Brock who hates Peter Parker. And it gives a, a very interesting, like, I know all your secrets. I know how you do things almost like a taskmastery sort of bad guy. Right. And you know, my least favorite thing in comic book movies is when the bad guy is the same as the good guy. Yep. And th- this movie, man, this movie <laughs> really like bites into that candy bar. <laughs> um, but even if they did that, like at least if like if we got a proper like Venom introduction within the the, the MCU Spider Verse or Sony Spider Verse or anything, like I think I would have enjoyed it a little more. But like, just I don't know, man. Like I just didn't care about the character that no, much. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, so let's dig into the plot itself. Now, I, I took seriously copious notes okay so (laughs) okay i'll let you go (laughs) on a google word doc i legit have three pages of notes oh geez all right well we only have so much time (laughs) i know i know there's so many good nuggets in here i'll be quick with some of it too so okay i I took notes too um i didn't take as much because this was the first time i've seen the movie so i was like 
watching it and trying to like keep up with what was going on. See, I kept pausing uh, the movie because I was like, okay, I remember this part from the first time. This is outrageous. I, this is fucking stupid. Like I would then I'd take the time and really like make sense of it. But yeah, I did make right. a note about Jameson being the only survivor. And that was a nice little nod to the comics. So, uh-huh. um, cause he is the, an astronaut and he does bring the, the symbiote back from space. That's how the symbiote gets to earth in the first place. So that part is comic book accurate. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned how initially we see Eddie Brock. He's not a photographer in this movie. He's a journalist. Yes, he's a he's a reporter, but he is not a photographer. So that part of his his backstory um, in the comic books has been sort of thrown away. Um, and I don't, now, that doesn't bother me so much. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's an updated concept because uh, you know the photographer. Not that that's an outdated role, but in a uh, they kind of went more for. Uh, internet um internet news if that makes sense so yeah sort of uh, the same way they did uh jjj and exactly exactly yeah Yeah. so he's not a photographer anymore but he does have a special segment that he uh basically goes around town he's uh he's on the streets uh he's uh uncovering stories from the streets of san francisco now one of his like uh, quotes that he says during this promo um it's like a little soundbite he says and I'm going to try to do my very best Tom Hardy slash Eddie Brock impression. Here we okay. go. Homelessness is only increasing into the thousands. <laughs> Homelessness <laughs> is only increasing into the thousands, says Eddie Brock during the segment reel. Now this Homelessness. Made- sorry, I'm going to try to do it. Homelessness. Yeah. It's only increasing into the thousands. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> the reason why I lulled at this is because he says only increasing into the thousands. Well, that's not so bad. It's only increasing into the thousands. Now, this takes place in San Francisco. For those of us who have been to San Francisco, uh, we know that it is the homeless capital of the fucking world. It <laughs> definitely has the most homeless people in the U.S., and um, it doesn't take a hard-hitting journalist to do some fact-checking. Uh, and I went and did a fucking Google search. And I will tell you Uh-oh. that in 2019, San Francisco reported 8,011 homeless people met the federal Whoa. definition of homeless, an increase of 17% from 2017. So when Eddie Brock says it only increasing into the thousands, he's like a 8,000 off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, shout out to all our homeless listeners. Yeah, that's right. We, we're looking out for you and the fake news that people are saying about you. So, yeah. Um, this is San Francisco and that is utter bullshit. So, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Eddie Brock, for not delivering the news. <laughs> all right. So, and then we, of course, see him very, very uh, quickly with, he's on his motorcycle. He's got the haircut, tattoos. He's got a leather jacket. He's, and he's got this sort of like, uh, I don't know. He's got this like speech pattern that sort of makes like, he's like a cool guy. You know, he like kind of comes across like a super cool. He's popping wheelies in his news promo and like the overall, like ex- what the movie wants you to think is, Okay, Eddie Brock is a badass. But he's so badass. He's so badass. Now, of course, uh, not long after that, we get to meet his editor-in-chief, his boss of this news outlet that he works for. <sighs> this movie is really strange because the, the boss teeters between wanting to be an ethical 
news like boss and being an extremely unethical news boss gives him like the worst option. So when um, he gets this uh, chance to interview Carlton Drake, who's the leader of the Life Foundation, who we find out later he becomes uh, becomes Riot. He becomes a, a symbiote in his own right. He's got these ulterior motives. He's definitely a bad dude. Um, he, uh, Eddie Brock is supposed to interview him, but he's basically told to not dig deep. He wants him to just be, be a puff piece, just like appease him, be nice to him. It's like, um, are we a news source here or what? Like, are you not supposed to like deliver the news and like the facts of the matter? So he's telling him to basically not have ethics, which is for me coming at it from a, a previous background in journalism, like I went to school for it. So uh, it's outrageous that this even exists. So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> then he says something to the effect of, there isn't a better investigative journalist working today. That's what Eddie's boss says. There, seriously, there's no one better than Eddie Brock? Really? <laughs> Yet Eddie Brock had some thing happen in New York and he got fired. So I highly doubt he's probably the best. I did a Google search in two seconds and debunked that homelessness fact. So I, I would say I'm a better investigative journalist than Eddie Brock. Tell him, shop. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him. All right. I, I have one more thing to say, and then I want you to chime in with what you, any notes you have here. But um, okay, because I have so many more, but I don't want to take like all of the the time here. So, um, uh, I said, boyfriend of the year award goes to Eddie Brock for taking his lady out on a date, uh, then fucking her, and then leaving her in the middle of the night, grabbing some OJ to drink while he breaks into her computer with almost no hesitation. <laughs> that's true he just looks back once yes. and then he like starts to type and then he sees the cat and he goes Shh. he tells the cat to be quiet and then he's like let me steal it's like are we really like we're supposed to like care about you now in the first 10 minutes come on, come on already, give me a break eddie all right go for it okay <laughs> you let's go down go down my list okay so these were my notes based on only seeing this movie one time Okay, um, I noticed that they ADR'd the word symbiote. They fixed it. Yes. Remember when the, the trailer came out, uh, they, would, they would always say symbiote, and it was Jenny Slate. And we, we were like, she's an idiot. Jenny <laughs> Slate doesn't know how to say symbiote. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, they <laughs> I don't think we went that far. I, I'm just embellishing that. But I remember it being a big thing. Like, why why are they saying this wrong? But I noticed that everybody called it symbiote rather than symbiote. So I they heard our they heard our please shop. They sure they, did they, that. So that's that's goes in the good column. Give them a little check mark. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, when Eddie gets the the symbiote, he is just super good at kicking doors down. <laughs> and jumping off walls. Keep in mind, he got the symbiote immediately, and he's just like, <laughs> walls, <laughs> kicks. <laughs> like he just, in, in the world's longest SWAT assault. Like, how long was that SWAT scene? Well, the like, funny part is it was, it was super long, and like it was as if the SWAT was prepared for someone to escape because they already had yes. vehicles in the woods. <laughs> 
you read my mind because that that was my next note. I was like, where did all these SWAT team people come from? And I was like, did I miss something? Did I like blink or was I like looking at my phone writing a note and I like screwed it up? Because it, they came out of seemingly nowhere. Um, and so I was just like, wow, okay. And and the motorcycle chase took forever. <laughs> it was the world's longest motorcycle chase. Yeah. It was just like, it was like, they had all these ideas of what would be cool and nobody could agree which ideas to put in. So they were like, just do them all. We'll just throw all of them in there. He's going to, symbiote's going to grab a pole and he's going to swing around like the Batmobile. He's going to go under the Mack truck. He's going to fly over. Oh, he's going to go over the hills. Like it was just, it was nuts. Um, <laughs> Keeping in line with that, just, with that note, I, I had a note as well. I thought to myself during that car chase with the motorcycles, I was like, I, it wouldn't have been funny if, because we got a similar car chase, but a better one in Ant-Man and the Wasp also took, takes place in San Francisco. Like yeah. th- those things happening at the same time, like on the same, screen, like they like pass each other. <laughs> like that would have been funny to me. I would have loved that. Did you that. see that goop? Did you see that? <laughs> that man was as big as an ant. Um, I also wrote at the beginning when, when the, the, the SWAT team or the team finds Eddie Uh, at his home okay so there's this bit at the beginning where he's got this neighbor who just plays electric guitar and is just like a party rock guy and then eddie you know he bangs on the door and he's like can you please turn down the the electric guitar and then he's like why don't you make me and and then eddie's like because i'm venom and he just like a little like venom face at him uh, not full venom, but he just like makes a monster face at them and then he stops, right? Okay, so these people uh, break in, or not break in, but Eddie opens the door and lets these people after him. And these people, are, they're punching, they're kicking, they've got AK-47s and shotguns and they're just bam, bam, and he's just throwing people out of windows. And then, and then a body gets thrown at his door the neighbor's door. So like a, <laughs> a body gets thrown and hits the neighbor's door. And that's when the neighbor opens the door and was like, what? What's <laughs> happening? He's like, oh, hell like, no. Gunshots and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> telling me. <laughs> I feel like he heard none of that. <laughs> so I was like, this guy sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, oh boy. Um, okay. So moving on from there. Uh, holy shit. This, uh, motorcycle chase goes on forever is what I wrote. Uh, here's a little note. You do not see Venom until 54 minutes into this two hour movie. And that's just a reflection in a window. Uh, the whole time I was like, when is, wh- where, where's Venom? <laughs> like this is a Venom movie and it's not until one, the one hour mark till you actually see Venom. And I also wrote, I took a tally of how many times Venom actually appears in the movie. It's three. So just a little. Wow. Now, since you were talking about like the, like the timestamp of when things happened, I want to take things back just briefly um, because this movie does something that I think is like a cardinal sin of cinema. Mm-hmm. Only 17 minutes into the movie and the movie jumps. Six oh yeah. Minutes. You're right. <laughs> what other <laughs> movies would do that end game? <laughs> <laughs> no but they um, they had built up for it like there was a reason why they had to yeah yeah, yeah. 
In fact, the uh, director was interviewed after the fact for this movie, and they were like, "Why did you like? Why is the um the the symbiote that infects that Asian woman in Malaysia? Why does it take her six months <laughs> to get?" To the airport. That's true. It took her a real long <laughs> it time. Took her six freaking in, months. In hindsight, <laughs> to get to the airport, so that she could then um, switch over to the little girl, and then the girl gets on the flight, and then like she's now back in the states. Like, he and the director was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." <laughs> he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "I was really hoping nobody would notice." The I, editors were probably like shooting themselves in the head. Like, this sucks. This is dumb. Yeah, I I definitely was when I when that first happened uh, in the theaters. I said to myself, "What in the actual fuck?" <laughs> I was like, I looked at my watch. It's like the movie just started. Where are Same clothes. I was like, is the the information is that boring that the even the movie's like derailing? Is like, oh well, I don't have anything else to say about this time period, so I guess I'm gonna move ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I also wrote that Eddie Brock looks like. Um, he's got a butt plug in that's starting to kind of pop out of his butt when he walks. That's the way he walks, just a heads up. So when you're watching the movie, pay a little close attention to how Eddie Brock walks because it really looks like he's um, trying to keep the old plug in. Yeah. So my my notes sort of skip skip ahead. I wrote, girl Venom has got that booty. <laughs> yes, she does. I was like, ooh, they really... I was like, okay, so guy Venom... It, what what's tom hardy he's like five foot nine he's just like average size he he puts on the venom suit and he's like seven foot ten and then the girl puts it on she's the same height but she's just got a big fat butt and like big old boobs <laughs> <laughs> like venom knows what to like i'm gonna go ahead and just make these bigger and make that butt bigger i just thought that was pretty funny um i wrote do these symbiotes name themselves because riot is a dumb as hell name and he refer riot gets referred to as riot yeah and so it's not like in marvel movies where like captain marvel's never called captain marvel and captain marvel you know what i mean like riot's like i'm riot Call <laughs> riot like he's like <laughs> looking in the mirror putting on eyeliner and combing his hair over his eyes like, i'm riot mom well, so here's the thing. So if I'm not mistaken, Riot in the comic books is a symbiote, but he's also, he's the conglomeration of multiple symbiotes. So he like takes on their abilities as well. And so that's why he's called Riot is because he's like more than one in one. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, the movie, this movie doesn't do any explanation as to why he's called Riot or that he oh, even, Venom's called Venom. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's their first name. So like, oh, this is Riot, this is Venom, um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I was just like, huh, they just like go for it. They're just like, my name's Venom and my name is Riot and we're evil aliens. <laughs> Get used to it. Oh, man. Um, here's an interesting thing. So the only thing, according to this movie, that hurts a symbiote, right, or venom, is fire or sound, right? Um, but meanwhile, I'm, I'm skipping to the end here just because we, we don't have that much time. But the only thing that hurts a symbiote is fire or sound. Meanwhile, venom is are getting stabbed by Riot, and it's, like, hurting him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, 
wait, you just said the only thing that hurts you is fire or sound. Like why punches should do nothing. Stabbing should do nothing. Um, which brings me to my second point of something that I thought of. Uh, Venom bites people's heads off. Does Eddie eat those heads <laughs> or the bodies? Because at the very end where, where they get that sort of redemption, quote unquote, or not re- redemption, excuse me, revenge on the person who keeps robbing the convenience store. It shows a close-up of Venom's face. The symbiote opens up halfway and shows Eddie Brock. And he's like, we have Venom. And he bites off the head. And I'm like, so is Eddie eating that guy? <laughs> or, wait. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you bring up a really good point. I mean, he might be somewhat digesting these these bodies, I think. I mean... I just never thought about it. I was like, it looks like, cause it looked like he was almost like, chew, like chewing, like, nom, nom, like, so I couldn't <laughs> yeah. really tell what was going on. Um, that so is that was just body at the end of the movie that he eats completely. Otherwise it's just heads. Yeah. So I was just like, I wonder what's happening. He's like, I got a parasite. I got a mute parasite. <laughs> um, Can I, okay. I want to make a note. Um, I don't quite understand the obsession with tater tots in this movie. It was just, I mean, in the comics, Venom, to, to curb his appetite for uh, human heads and flesh and eating people, he would eat chocolate. Like, that was the, the go-to in the comics. So, so the go-to has been changed to tater tots, is basically. I don't remember off the top of my head if they talked about chocolate. But maybe it's tater tots. <laughs> they, they switched it to there, I, I counted, there were three instances of scenes where it's very like it's the cinematography, like everything it wants you to know that he's eating tater tots. Like it's very important. Yeah, they do make a point, a lot of points of showing you the tater tots. Um, so Eddie, there's a point when Eddie gets stabbed and presumably killed. Yeah. Uh, where Riot, you know, throws a big friggin' blade through his chest and Eddie's on the ground, okay, and he's dead, or at least you know, presumed dead or implied that he's dead. Uh, he's dead for like two, like a minute, two minutes, whatever. Uh, then the symbiote comes back and then just brings him back to life. I was like, oh, so symbiotes can just raise people from the dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the symbiote like formed around him and he still had the giant thing in his chest. Then he just has to pull it out. Like it was like, oh, no big thing. So if that doesn't hurt him that he can just pull it out, then why did getting stabbed by Riot hurt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it made it made no sense. It it made zero sense. Um, now here's something else. Terrible. This happened. This happened earlier. You mentioned uh, how this this movie almost makes no reference to Marvel in general, um, and certainly not mm-hmm. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But and it makes no sort of inclination that it's in any kind of same universe or whatever. But what mm-hmm. it does do, and it, this happens in, in during the car ride um, uh-huh. where. Um, uh, his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend in the movie is picking him up and he's, he's talking with Venom in the back seat and he, and Venom's like, Oh, she's nice. I like her or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> uh, he's, re- he's talking about how Venom is, uh, how he reacts negatively to the sound waves. Like when like the megahertz or what all that stuff like mm-hmm. kicks in um, for like the MRI. And, and she says, Oh, what? So like sound is like his kryptonite. And I rolled my eyes because this movie can't can't really exist in the Marvel universe, but yet somehow the DC universe can exist in it. 
comfortably. DC comic books, everybody knows. In DC <sighs> movies, they have Marvel comics. And in Marvel movies, they have DC comics. And in image movies, they got nothing because they're just terrible. <laughs> so I just thought it was so ridiculous that in a Sony Marvel movie that they can't acknowledge any Marvel shit, but they can go ahead and definitely have DC uh, comics reference. I, I just, it baffled me. So they did that in Spider-Man, the first one. It's like, you can't do everything. You're not Superman, you yeah. know? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> mate. Do me like a hundred <laughs> Um, I hated Uh, that Riot was gray and Venom was black. Their colors were too close to each other. It made it really hard to distinguish. What was happening? Right. I was about to say, there's a scene where they like they're fighting in the air, and their Venom, their symbiote just comes off of them, and it's just like a big smush. I even took a picture of it and I posted it on my Instagram. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you were like, what am I looking at? Yeah, (laughs) know what was happening in that spot, and it goes slow mo. It's like, well, you better go slow-mo so people can like assess what's happening. <laughs> right? But it still didn't make much sense to me. I was like, this is not good. I also had a real issue with Riot in general because Venom is very scared of Riot, like intimidated by Riot's abilities. And he says something to the effect of, Riot has shit we've never seen. Uh, like, And all that really means is that Riot is able to form more weapons from his goo like that's all we're saying like it's like why can't venom do that like what 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 is the what is the hold up here you're made of goo and you can't form into like a blade or anything like i I don't understand why riot has that special ability and not venom it doesn't didn't make sense to me yeah and i think um him doing that sort of stuff like riot turning his arms into giant blades and then like decapitating 20 people at once and in, in the workspace uh, was, was dumb because we'll talk about this. This will probably be one of the last things we talk about a, a certain other villain. That's pretty much what he does. And, mm-hmm. and they're hinting that this is going to be the next villain in the movie. And I'm like, Oh, so it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. So I'm just going to watch the same movie again. Is that what's going <laughs> to happen in this? Um, so uh, there was an, a cute little Stan Lee cameo at the end um, where he's walking and I'm almost positive a dog that is CGI'd <laughs> that is not actually in the scene because they're like standing on a, on a sidewalk, like waiting to cross the street and Stan Lee's on the sidewalk and the dog is in the street and everything's crystal clear except for the dog. The dog almost looks like it's having a seizure <laughs> or like just blurry. And I was like, was that dog even there? Like what's, what's happening? So uh, I'm, I don't think the dog was really there. Um, and then it finally happened. So by the time the Stan Lee cameo happened in my mind, I was like, wow, they cut, they just put that turd in the wind line for the trailer. It's like, they just cut it out. And then finally it happens. It's like, we touched on it a little bit with Eddie eating people. But he's like, you'll just be this headless or no, legless, armless, faceless thing rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> it finally weirdest, happened. It is the weirdest <laughs> simile. It is the weirdest simile. Why would you compare something to a turd in the wind? <laughs> and it felt like, and it, I feel like I could pick up on this a little bit different because I'm not watching it in a crowded theater. Like they thought it was going to be like, like sold out shows where they're throwing in these little lines of like, Oh, the audience is going to laugh at this. It's going to be hilarious. 
to tell him it's like a turd in the wind. Perfect. Like these jokes that just fall flat because I'm watching it by myself and I'm like, is that's like, that was a joke. Not like, Haha, that was a joke, like, that was a joke. <laughs> but it didn't work. And there was no. a couple of those. That line is very similar to like the storm line uh, where she's asking toad, what do you know what happens to a toad who is struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. Very much so. Uh, it's the same thing that happens to everything else, like a turd in the wind. <laughs> um, and then what I wrote, uh, my next note was, there's going to be carnage. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was so dumb. Woody Harrelson. Okay. So I, ha- I hadn't seen this scene before, but I'd heard, I've heard about it. But ultimately, <laughs> you know, there's... Eddie's back on the news beat. He's scoring uh, this this uh, this once in a lifetime interview where he's going to get access to Cletus Cassidy, uh, better known as Carnage, in the the, the comic books serial killer madman. Um, I don't want to say the equivalent to the Joker personality wise, but very similar. Um, Woody Harrelson. Okay, um, in what I can only assume is a, a sideshow Bob wig from Spirit. That's his actual hair. No, you're lying to me. No, it's totally his hair. You're lying to me. He no, shapes his just... head for all the other movies he does. That's his real hair. Oh, Shaw. <laughs> you think you can pull a ruse, <laughs> a ruse over me? <laughs> well, terrible. Terrible. And he's like, when I get out of here, there's going to be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's like super so stereotypical dumb. Southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> when I get out of here, old boy, it's going to be carnage. <laughs> and the way he lays into the word carnage, they're going to be carnage. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. What a painfully obvious uh, line there. Thank we're you. gonna see the same movie again. <laughs> Fantastic, super great. I now I don't I didn't hate Tom Hardy in this because he was all right in some instances. Like I don't think it's his fault the movie was the way it was. And there were some like I don't want to say funny because I don't think I laughed out loud once, but like some moments like where he's in the lobster tank. Yeah, that was, that was, it was entertaining. Um, and stuff like that. Or like when he's arguing with himself, walking down the street, you know, stuff like that. Like this movie did have some okay moments, but overall it was just dumb, dumb man. And like people, I don't know. I mean, obviously people liked it enough to, to warrant a sequel, it made 800 million worldwide. Or or maybe it was more that maybe people didn't really like it, but everybody was curious to see how a Spider-Man-less Venom would work. I think that, that was it. I think it's all about that curiosity. Um, and there were probably, I forget what was going on in theaters otherwise, but maybe they just found a really good uh, weekend to kind of open things up, you know? Like they found something where it wasn't opening the same time as some other really big tentpole movie, and they could kind of take advantage of that that lull is my guess. Yeah. But I mean, it did well enough to where we're going to get another one. Um, careful if you watch this movie at home guys, cause it will make you sick. <laughs> Just like it did me. That's right. Um, That's right. But no. I paid, I did. I paid my 
penance. You sure did. You sure did. And uh, and uh, and your your bet the uh, the loss of the bet has been satisfied. So you're in the clear now, Wonder Rob. You're in the clear. <laughs> well for now because Shaf, as you mentioned before, we had uh, such a good time getting ready for this, despite the torture and the physical illness that we are going to make this recurring segment on the show. Uh, so listeners out there. Uh, right now, as this episode's out, we don't have a name for this segment yet, so I will have a poll up on our Facebook page, uh, Geek So To Speak. Is it Geek So? I run the 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 dang Facebook page, and I can't remember the URL. Uh, Facebook to, Facebook.com slash Geek So To Speak? Uh, maybe? And then podcast at the podcast. end. Podcast. Okay. Sorry, I just totally had a brain fart. Um, I don't type in the, the website. I have it on my phone, okay? Um, <laughs> I'll have a poll up so you can help us decide the name of this segment um, and keep an eye out on the Facebook page because I will uh, on occasion be posting polls that essentially is going to let you guys decide what our next torturous uh, experience shall be. Uh, The next terrible comic book related movie that we will be subjecting ourselves to. So keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, the immediate, the present right now, Head to our Facebook page, help us decide on a name for this segment, and you will be making geek history. Essentially, you'll have a hand in us torturing ourselves. I know you probably will love that. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, that's our episode, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with us, uh, especially through the delay. Uh, We almost lost Wonder Rob. Thankfully, he's he's living. He's with us. uh, And we will try not to subject him to such awful... um, uh, sickness-inducing movies like Venom. Uh, oh, man. Unless we watch Fantastic Four. Oh, that could be next. Who knows? Ooh, that could be next. Might be. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, we'll be back next week with more geek content, definitely some geek news to uh, to start your day off right. So, uh, please stay tuned for that. And uh, you know where to find us. Same geek time. Same Geek Channel! We'll see you later, everybody. I love you. Don't forget to subscribe. And hey, leave us a review on iTunes. I'll sexy shout you out. You love it. (laughs) Got it. I can't believe you're not going to go to the uh, It clown screening. Oh, my God. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking scared of clowns? No way. (laughs) It's so much trouble. Like, you also have to dress up as a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can't go if you're not a clown. It's just so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, you're not clown enough. I'm sorry. You have to go home. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Can I just come see this? <laughs> <laughs>